Okay. Baruch atah dinu dey melechilam shaak v'ni avedvarei. Oh, here's the copies. Let's give it out over there. Yeah. Okay, everyone. Um, welcome. Tonight's tonight's class. We're going to learn a mimer. This week is Parsha Shoftim. Oops, I got the wrong chumash. We're going to learn a mimer in Parshas Kiseitze. Because everybody knows, everybody knows that Parsha Shoftim is the only Parsha in the only Parsha in in the Hasidish Parsha in the parashios of the Kuti Torah that doesn't have a mimer. Very strange. The Rebbe talks about it. The only parsha from all the 53 parshas in the Torah that in Sefer Torah or in the Kuti Torah there is not even one mimer is parsha shift. So, Azayadas, there isn't a mimer in parsha shift. Not that there... Not that there isn't a um, memorandum of the Alter Rebbe. Not that there isn't any memorandum of the Alter Rebbe on Parsha Shoftim. There is. But for whatever reason, the Tzemach Tzedek did not put them into Lakuti Torah. Um, and I doubt it's because the people were in the bungalow colony. There was vacation, August uh, time. I doubt that's the reason. I don't know the reason, but there's nothing on Shoftim. Well, last year we learned a mimer, if you remember, about the witnesses, Biurei Azoyar. We learned a fascinating mimer on Parsha Shoftim. So there's really Gishmak Memorim. But what we're going to do is, being that next week I'm not going to be here Thursday night, so we're going to learn a mimer from next week, from next week's Parsha Teitze, Parsha Skiseitze. And with this, we're going to conclude all the memorim on the Kuti Torah on Parsha Skiseitze, not all of them. We're beginning to conclude certain parshias that we don't have any more memorim to learn. Because we taught them already. The thing is that it's... The only thing that hurts me and bothers me is that a lot of the recordings got lost. And um, even though I have a dot in the beginning that I've taught it, I don't necessarily have the recording and it's not online. So first of all, there's a lot of recordings that are recorded but never got online. That's number one. Number two, and then there are a lot of them that are missing. I don't know where they are. So when we... But, but I still am an auction. Auction means stubborn. And I'm not going to teach a mimer a second time until I first finish all the memorandum. <laughs> then I'm going to go back and start teaching the ones that we taught already that we don't have a recording. Okay, so now we're going to l- l- do the last mimer in Pasha's Kiseitze. Um, so tonight's class I want to dedicate it in honor of the upcoming wedding of my daughter. So I want to do it. I want to up. I want to dedicate the mimer to Yiti. This is for her zechus and for her chasen machol Yehuda Aryaleib ben Achamadina Yitl Yitta not Yitl Yitta Bas from it. Both of them should have the most beautiful, wonderful marriage, happiness, good health, and may they create a beautiful family, a binyan adayad, and a. Uh, with, with um, in a beautiful, beautiful home, 
healthy children. And bring a lot of nachas to the whole world, to us, to everyone. I'm sure they'll be great. So this is for their dedication. That's why we're not going to have the class next week because I'm not going to be here. But let's learn the mimer on Parashatsky Seitz. Now, now that I've made the dedication, now on to the confession. Confession is I didn't prepare this. Um, got a little overwhelmed today and I didn't prepare. So I just grazed, I, I glazed over it. Now, I'm, I, I hope that the mimer will light up for us like it has done so many times that I didn't prepare. Um, <laughs> that's good. The, 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 um, oh, you missed the dedication. The whole dedication was in Yozchus. So, now the mimer itself we learned a couple of years ago and I forgot it it's recorded I learned it we t- I taught it so hopefully it is somewhere in my memory I looked over it very quickly that's the mimer then there is the beer on the mimer and as I explained many times the beer is usually a little more complicated than the mimer itself because the beer explores the asides of the mimer, the foundation of the mimer, apikabala. So the beer has, the explanation has far more kabbalistic terminology and kabbalistic ideas than the mimer itself. So we're going to learn the mimer, which is explanation on, I'm sorry, we're going to learn the beer, which is explanation on the mimer. And the Abishta will help that we're going to get. The main thing in a mimer is that the godliness of the mimer has to light up. That's what has to happen. You can learn and learn and learn, but if the Abishta doesn't reveal himself to you through the mimer, what's the overlearn? And if it's dependent on that, so the God can reveal himself even with less preparation. So we hope the Abishta will reveal himself. And I have to admit something else that last week I also didn't prepare enough. Or last week I did prepare. But last week I didn't understand the mimer. The mimer was very difficult. And even, with, and even with preparation, I didn't understand it. But the quality I had last week was that I, when I davened mincha, I davened a sincere prayer and really asked the Abishter to please have mercy on me and illuminate the mimer. And Baruch Hashem, the mimer became so illuminated. There was such light here last week. It was beautiful. If you want to listen to the mimer, it's Biur Anilodoidi. That happened last week. This week, I didn't even daven. Because when I davened Mincha, my head was spacing everywhere. And I didn't even know that I said, Atachonin Adam Das. So as a result of that, I didn't even pray. So there's, if this mimer works out, it has nothing to do with me. No preparation, no prayer. <laughs> It's only in the merit of Ni'ima. Only in her merit. Okay. Very good. So let's learn. I'll do, I will give you an introduction <laughs> on the Mimer. Now that we finished all the confessions. The introduction is that the, I can tell you the skeleton, the, the gist, the build on the Mimer. The Pasuk says that the Eber, next week's parasha, 
It's, it says that you should um, reject the family of Moab. Don't allow them to marry your children. If the, any of the Moabite families want to convert, they could convert, they can become Jews, but they still cannot marry a Jewish girl. They could convert, but they can't, even after their conversion, they can't marry a Jewish girl. They can only marry another convert, but they can't marry a, uh, a, a Jewish girl born, born Jewish. And the reason for that is because the, God has a resentment against Moab because of what they did in the desert. Instead of coming out to greet you and treat you like cousins, they are your cousins, they're the, they're the children of Lot, they're the cousins of the Jewish people. So instead of coming out to greet us, when we passed by their land, they came out with, they, uh, they went and they hired the Bilam and tried to curse the Jewish people and by that bring unrepairable damage. So the Abishter says they hired Bilam. And in those verses it says that even though they had a wicked attempt, Hashem did not allow their wicked attempt to be realized because Hashem didn't, it's a passage that says like this, God didn't want to listen to Bilam. Hashem didn't desire to listen to Bilam. He didn't want to listen. And instead, God converted the curse, He transformed the curse into a blessing. Why? Because God loves you. So the Pasuk, it's one of the rare, one of the unique times in the Torah where there's such a powerful expression where the Torah says, God loves you. God is just madly in love with you. The Pasuk says, the Ebersh loves you. He didn't want to listen to Bilam. That's the Pasuk. So the Alter Rebbe is explaining the deeper understand, deeper meaning of this idea that the Ebersh doesn't even want to listen. In the, in the Mimer, which he doesn't explain today, in this in the explanation, but in the Mimer, the Alter Rebbe explains what's Bilam. Bilam is a, a master at pointing out faults. Bilam knew how to expose all the faults in people. He had a very wicked eye and he saw the negative. He wasn't a liar, he said the truth. But he was able to uncover any type of negativity in any person. That was his... If Moshe Rabbeinu or Aaron HaKohen can find a tiny little bit of good in anybody, and they had such a knack of being able to find the good, Bilam was able to find the falseness, any kind of a thing. He was an expert of, of, of an accuser. And he wanted to expose the true faults of the Jewish people. And it's very, very dangerous. That's why Bilam was so dangerous. Because he was going to bring forth and show God how distasteful the Jewish people are. So the Pasuk says, it doesn't say that God refused Bilam or didn't, didn't accept it. It says God didn't want to listen to him. That's the beautiful thing. And means Hashem didn't even give him a chance. He didn't even, he didn't even give him his ear. That's the point. He had, because if he would have started an argument, Bilam would have won the argument. You hear that? Bilam would have won the argument and he would have been able to expose the sins of Israel. 
But God didn't even want to listen. They didn't even listen to him. And that's what we want. The Abisha should be like on every Rosh Hashanah. That when the satanic forces, when the Satan and his people come to bring and to, to expose faults of the Jewish people, Hashem doesn't even listen to him. Get out of here. You want to speak negative? Ne- negative. And the Pasuk says, because I, I love you so much. So the Alter Rebbe is going to explain that this love that we're talking about is a very, very, very high level of love. That God loves us and that we love Hashem. And the Alter Rebbe is going to explain that it's, there's two levels in our relationship with God. One, both of them are godly. Two levels of a godly relationship. They're not human, they're godly. But in the godly itself, there is the more chitzainiyas to get connection and the more primis to get connection. What do we mean by that? We know that the Jewish people are kichelek Hashem Amoy, that Eden are a godly people. They are a piece of God. Every single Jew has a little piece of the Yudke Vavke, of the Tetragrammaton in his neshama. We're all taken from the Eberster. So therefore, when a Jew develops himself spiritually, when a Jew does spiritual exercises every day through Torah study and mitzvah observance or deeper through meditation or deeper through a a bittel a complete surrender to God that transcends all reason and logic the Jew reveals within himself his neshama and his yud ke vavke that's within him the yud, the hey, the vav and the hey of the neshama and through that, the Jew connects to the Yud Vavke, to the Eberster Yud Vavke. Not only that, as the way the Alter Rebbe explains, but we actually create God's Yud Vavke. Through activating our Yud Vavke, we generate every day new energy in the Eberster Yud Vavke. So within all the godly channels, the way Hashem manifests His energy to create and sustain all of creation, is all a direct consequence of our avoda. When we emanate within ourselves the, these qualities, these godly qualities of Yud Vavke, and we live godly lives, we cause the Eberster's Yud Vavke every day to be refreshed. And we bring about an attachment of the Eberster from a very deep place. God is engaged and involved. But the Alter Rebbe says, that's the avoda of tzaddikin. But then there is a much higher avoda. And that's the avoda of Bali Tshuva. The avoda of a Bali Tshuva also create a Yudke Vavke, also generate Yudke Vavke. But the Yudke Vavke of the Bali Tshuva is a far more inner Yudke Vavke. A Yudke Vavke that's etched in God's essence himself. The Yudke Vavke that Tzadikim are engaged in in, in activating and generating and in projecting as a result of their Torah and mitzvahs and general norm, normative observance of Torah and mitzvahs and Yiddishkeit when we're doing it with all our heart and all our soul with love, with passion but still, it's not with the intensity of the Balchuva. then we bring forth the Yudke Vavke that represents the entire godly scheme of spherot, of attributes we generate the attributes of Atsilos Hashem's personality. But we know that, in a, that Hashem's personality is still the way He's projecting Himself outward. But then there is 
the Yud Kei Vav Kei as it is etched in Hashem's essence in a much, much deeper place. It's the root, root, root of the manifest Yud Kei Vav Kei. That deeper, deeper Yud Kei Vav Kei, which is in Keser, which is higher than spheroids, higher than attributes, it's almost like carved out in God's essence. Like the letters of the Luchos versus the letters of the Torah, which are written letters, but these are carved out letters. In order to expose that Yudke Vavke, to unearth it, to reveal it, requires a much, much deeper avoda, And that depth is revealed only in a person who's running away from darkness. Only in a person who is tasted, who's, who's been, who's been in, in hell. Only in a person who's been in, in, in real Kalipa has that intensity in his service that when he cries, he's bearing his very being to God. So him Yiddishkeit is not a style, it's not a way of life. At this moment, to him Yiddishkeit is his bare bones. And that's, that's that Jew. And when a Jew reveals, that's the Balchuva of every Jew, an Elul, and so on and so forth, it can only come from a place of darkness. And when we do that, we uncover a much deeper Yudke Vavke, and from that Yudke Vavke, it brings kapara on all the sins. And that's the idea. This is the real, the, real, the real attachment of Hashem and the Jewish people. On a much more essential place, on a much more essential level. That's the meaning, ki Hashem That God loves you on that level, or that God empowers you to love Him on a level that's your essence, and a level that's much higher than reason and explanation. And it's just... It's something that is given to you as a gift from above. And from that level, Hashem takes all the curses, which means all the sins, and converts them to blessings. You should know that this theme we learned last week in the Mimer as well. Last week in the Mimer we learned that the Abishtar has to feed us with roses during the month of Elon. Hashem has to nurture our soul with a special nutrition, with roses. Because during the month of Elul, we have to go much higher and to repipe the entire system because the old piping got rusty. Every year, the piping of Torah and Mitzvahs, the channels get rusty. So we need to do a whole repiping. All year long, we're working with existing piping. Just a matter of turning on the faucet. Every time you do a mitzvah, you turn it on. You shut it. But during the month of Elul, we have to re- we have to repipe the entire system. Because God lost His interest in our Torah and Mitzvahs if our observance was a little sloppy or negligent or not the way it should be. So it's like a, a you know, parents that will tell their children, Michael Tavis, I don't need you to do it anymore. <laughs> Have you ever had a time when your parents told you that? I asked you five times. You told me, they said, yeah, 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 I don't need it anymore. Michael Tavis. I'll do it myself. So when Chas Rishon, God says that, I'll do it myself, I don't need you to do it anymore, that means, the, that means the channel isn't open anymore. It dried up. So we have to like make him desire again, the mitzvahs. We have to open up a whole new level. That can only come from this inner Yudke Vavke, from the place of essence. So we have to elevate the entire relationship to a level of essence, to an eleven of expression. And this idea is what the Alter Rebbe is going to explain over here. The two Yudke Vavkes. The Yudke, you read the first half of the Maim and you're like, wow, we can do all of that? And then you learn the second half of the Maim and the Alter Rebbe says, well, you, we can do much deeper and much higher than that. Because that's, 
the, the ordinary service of a Jew. But in the month of Elul and Tishrei, Mimamakim, it reaches, it, it goes to a whole new level. So I feel that the mimer we learned this week and the mimer that we learned last week, in many ways, are, are inter, interlooped. Okay. Bir Veloyava. To understand the root of the inyanim that we discussed in the Maimer. So, what we're going to do is the Alter Rebbe is going to develop the Yudke Vavke, what it means above, and what it means in our Neshama, and how in each Avoida that we do generates, we, 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 we create, we bring about, we, basically, we create reality. And I'm going to explain this just in one thing. There are a lot of people that are sitting and waiting for Mashiach. And they say, Oh, why oh, Mashiach should come, Mashiach should come. Everybody said, Mashiach should come, let Mashiach come. Everybody's waiting. They want Mashiach. And there's a very, very, very big dilemma. One thing Mashiach is not going to do anything. It's nice. Hoping the Abraham is going to do. We have to make Mashiach. We create reality. We have to make it. The only way we're going to make it is if we learn about it and we start living it. That's how we make that reality. Abraham's not going to do it. That's what the Rebbe told us. He says, you have to start living it. You have to create. It's here already. Now it just has to like, the juice has to come in. The whole oomph, the whole soul of Mashiach has to enter creation. We're the soul of the world. You have to make it happen. Here the Alter Rebbe is talking about the whole Havaya, the whole godly presence in, in the world that, that enlivens the cosmos and gives you make it happen you and your own neshama, you and your own life you're the entire cosmos, you're in the entire existence so you have the potential within you of Yudke Vavke and when you actualize that godly self it actualizes it on the highest, deepest, most transcendental places in all of existence and it's amazing how the Eibishter has given so much responsibility to such shlomazlach like us. <laughs> so we wake up in the morning, instead of doing Yudke Vavke, we're thinking, cheese omelet. And that's, and that's what occupies our mind, the Emma's. The system is waiting for you. Start, get, get to work. First start with your Kutzei Shil Yud, then get to your Yud, then get to your Hey. Then get to your vav, then get to, hey, your, the cheese omelet can wait. Believe me, it'll be a much better cheese omelet if you first generate all the energy in the cosmos from yudke, vavke, you'll get there in a few hours. But we're, we're kratzers. We, uh, okay, now that we got the cheese omelet out of the way, not expecting, we actually have chalent and kugel, no cheese omelet tonight. I just have to clear that. Now we're ready. So we start, when you look at the Yud Kevavke, it starts with a tiny little pointer, tiny little uh, indicator on top of a Yud. That's the Kutzei Shal Yud. That is a Remez that is indicating Kesar. What does it mean it's a Remez? Kesar doesn't have any form. Kesar cannot even describe as a dot. Chachma is an akuda, is a point. Kesar, no, is the Eberster as he is in a complete, 
un- unformed, undesigned, beyond all personality, beyond all definition. So you can't describe it in anything. The only thing you can do is if you're sitting in Chachma, in the world of Chachma, you can point up and say there's something that precedes this level. What it is, I don't know. That's the idea of why this pointer is Roimez. It's indicating Kesser. It's not capturing Kesser. The image, the ink, the, the, the style, the letter is not defining it. It's, not, it's, not, it's, not, it's just saying there's something higher that has no, no form. Roimez le Kesser. And, and here's the beautiful thing. This is what, where Hasidus is so much richer than Kabbalah. Why? Kabbalah says that on top of the Yud, there is a, a, a Darizal says on the top of the Yud, there is a pointer that's indicating, that's pointing to Keser. And the Holy Baal Shem Tov says, Keser, that point that the Yud is pointing to, that's in your heart. That's the deepest point of your heart, in your soul. That's your love that you have to God, that's your deepest point of connection to the Abishter that you can't either describe. That's the indescri- indescribable beauty, or not in beauty, the indescribable essence of a Jew. That's what it is. And every Jew has it. The simple Jew has it. In his simplicity. And that which cannot be described in any, anything. That's Hasidus. Roim is lekeser. Nice keser. But Hasidus says, Shu'ava mesuteres shabalev kol Yisrael. That's the concealed essential love that every Jew has. That, that doesn't have any description, doesn't have any, it's just, just one with Hashem. And the reason why, because it's coming from such a high place, it's not something that is earned. Things that come from lower places, you can earn it. You can, you, you can, you can develop it. But something that's from so, so high, it's not shaykh for anybody to earn it. It's just there. At the nikudah of every yid. It's the gift from God from above. That the Abishter gave you his very self. Put up. It's from a very high place. That's why it's in every single Jew. There's no one that, that doesn't have this. And there isn't a Jew that has it more than anybody else. Some people reveal it more. Some people it's more concealed. But every single neshama has that nekuda. That's your nekuda of being a Jew. So when we say, when we say a pintala yid, that, 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 that every Jew there is a pintala yid, the pintala is not it. This is higher than the pintala. This is, the pintala is already the second level. It's already, it's already chokhmah. It's, it's, it's a more external level. This is deeper than, than, than any description, any form, anything we can say. We just can't say anything about it. It just is. Shehi, as he says, where is it coming from? It's Malchus de Einsof. It's coming from the Malchus of Einsof, which basically in latter days Hasidus, it would have been determined. This is coming from Atzmos himself, from the very, very Abishter himself. It's the essence of the Einsof. Not the expression of the Einsof, the essence of the Einsof. The Einoi begeder Hasaga, it doesn't have any Hasaga. There's no way to understand it to give it definition, to explain it. What is the essence of a Jew's, of a Jew's neshama? Just like we can't explain what keser is, we can't explain what the Jew's neshama is. It's just, an, it's just a. And that's why it's there in the heart of every Jew. 
Because it's not, see, if it would be, if it would be a love that has some kind of a reason for the love, some kind of an explanation, some kind of a, I love because, if there is something there that's causing a because of, some kind of a, of an explanation, a, a, a logic, some kind of a reason, some kind of a, what, whenever you love something, there's got to be a reason why you're loving. So if there would be some kind of an explanation why you love, then it, would, it, it wouldn't be by all Jews. It would be by the people that have more reasoning and more explanation, and more understanding it would be more, and by less understanding it would be less, to the point that someone not, that doesn't understand anything about being Jewish wouldn't have it. The fact that every Jew, no matter where, what, and when, even though someone didn't know he's Jewish and grew up in a, in a Gentile home, all of his education was either atheist or different religion, or whatever it is, that even that Jew has this same nekuda is because even someone who doesn't have an understanding of his seichel and his bina and his... It's there by everybody because it's independent of anything. It's a remez. Because if it wouldn't be a remez, which means it would be it would be uh, expressing. If it's not a remez, means it's expressing. It's capturing. That would mean that the this energy, this force, whatever you want to call it, this force, this life force, this 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 power has a certain a certain seer. That's why you have a certain. You can, if you want to, just express it in a physical form. You're moving, you're creating the ink that's indicating moving to the right or to the left or a circle or a this or a that. This is completely formless. And therefore it says, It's remez to the ain't sof. Beremez ba'alma, only a remez. Belishum tfisa. You can't grasp it at all. Kileis machshava tfisa beklal. There's no thought that grasps him at all. And that's the nekudav connection between the Jew and the Ebishter. An undefinable and that's why we embrace every Jew. That's why it doesn't make a difference how evil and how wicked someone is. We never write him off. There's always He's still a Jew. No matter, it doesn't make a difference. Why? It's on this. I, there isn't a nekuda. Go through his entire being. Go through his entire life and look for him for one mitzvah. Look for one soft something. Look for one tenua, one thought, one thought in his entire life that's a little godly, that's not crude and vulgar and lowly and mean and horrible. Eh? Can't find it. So, and what are you going to be Tyler that? And what's his Jewishness? What the answer is? It's not his thoughts. It's not his understanding. It's on a place much deeper. It's it's essence. Not something he will ever feel. It just is. And what? The Alter Rebbe describes it as a love because at that point it's just attached. It's just one. I guess we call this Yechidah Shebenefesh. It's the Yechidah. There's no thought that can grasp it. But it doesn't mean you can't feel it. You could feel it. Not necessarily that you do feel it, but you could feel it. And when you feel it, I guess the feeling of it is very minimal, but the feeling of it is only it's a longing of the heart. 
It's a longing. If, if it expresses itself, that means it doesn't express itself in the mayach. It doesn't express itself in reason and logic and understanding, but it's, it's based on what it says in the Zohar. The Zohar says, no thought can grasp God himself. Thoughts can grasp the spheral, the attributes, the manifestations of the Abishter. Thoughts can grasp God himself. But it doesn't mean that God is not graspable. It doesn't mean that you can't connect him. You could attach yourself and grasp him. Nitvas, the Abishter does get captured. In what? In the longing of the heart. Because this longing longs for for God's essence. But even this, what am I saying? Luchura, the 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 experience of longing is the external manifestation of the essence of this. That's not even experienced as anything. It just is. Luchura, we have to say that. El the the longing of the heart, mikedev ish, from a very deep place. Vlev Omuk and from a very deep heart. I am Ashakasib the Ramaskal Vayeshav Yaakov. Look at the Maimer in Torah or Vayeshav Yaakov where this is discussed. Good. That's the Kutsai Shal Yud. Vayud, then what's the Yud? Ubchenas Chachma. The Yud is already the next stage. That's the level of Chachma. What's Chachma? Ki Chachma Reishes Gilu Yahasaga Vahavana. Chachma is already an Akuda, it's already a point. When you make a point on a paper, when you take a little ink, right? And you make a point on a paper, make a dot, you started it already. You started the painting. Or an artist sits down, takes the quill, puts it in, makes a dot. Before the dot, you didn't start yet. How's the garnish? You make the dot, the beginning of the tzir is here. Ah, it can go in so many directions. You can make a happy face, a sad face, a girl, a boy, a young person, an old person, a skinny person, a fat person, a this kind of person, that kind of... You can make tall, short, you can make every, every kind, this color, that color, every kind of... Yeah, but you have already a nakuda. You have already the beginning. Nakuda. So, ki chachma is already the beginning of hasaga. Something is already becoming revealed. Something is becoming... That's, that's later that in the bina of the soul is where you have the capacity to appreciate, understand godly ideas. You have an appreciation, comprehension, and understanding. Before that, there is a flash. You're you enliven. You're the power. You're the power. Later I'm going to figure out what the Abishter is the power of. How he is the power. How without him everything is null and void and not and would just wither away like an altar dead thing. Or maybe it wouldn't even wither because there's nothing to wither without the Abishter. Whatever it is, that's already detailed. That's already his boin and his contemplation. But there is an akuda. The akuda is God, your reality. Is that your kutzah yud or is that your yud? That's your yud, that's not your kutzah your Kutzah is excited about God not because the Abishter is power. He has an Akuda. He has something to grasp on about God. It's just Nimshach. It's just being pulled. There's no definition to explain it why, what, where, and when. There's no Hasa. It's just in Chachma it's already the beginning of a Giloy. It's the beginning of an idea. That's why it's expressed as a dot which is the beginning of an image. Or it's the beginning of a letter. 
And drawing down this Chachma. And then later using this as a point of reference to build an entire infrastructure of understanding. It's called the dot, the point, the center point in the Hechal, in the, in the chamber. Ella. When it's still in the stage of Chachma, it's still in a very concealed, benign state. It's like a flash. It's a quick flash. It's just a... And, 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 I don't know. It's concealed. But I saw light. I know there's something there. I have a... I have, I have, I have, a, I have a, a, a... What do you call it? I have a, a certain... Not a reference. What would be the world? I have a certain... Uh, backdrop from what to work with. I have a certain like raya. I was... So that's a barakah mavrik. B'moyach, it's a flash. Vahabina, and then the next stage of the soul is the power of bina. And the bina is already connected to the letter he. Because what is that? It's an understanding in length and in breadth. You understand something. You understand this idea how it applies on many levels, that's the long part of the, of the, of the, of the hay. How it applies in many, many levels. You'll have the, the width of it, you know all the details of it, and so on and so forth. Now in order for this giloy, obviously, if God Himself is leis machshava there's no thought that can grasp it. So then what's... Why are we even using Chachm and Bina? It's like futile. If I want to understand, you know, finite things, if I want to understand and appreciate, uh, I don't know, chickens and eggs, I can, I can use my Chachm. I can know first an idea of a chicken, then I can understand and appreciate the biology and the Gansa Maisa, how the chicken with the eggs and all the situation. So I can get that, that Bina and that, that, that whole thing. But you're dealing with a being that has no definition, so why are you using your chachma? What's the, the answer is that the Abishter himself channels himself down, manifests his energy and himself into a state of being able to know him. That's when God kind of projects himself with a certain personality. And then you can know him in your chachma. You can know him as what? You can know God as a compassionate being. You can know God as a creator. You can know God as a father. You can know God as a king. You can know Him as a judge. You can know Him as a compassionate shepherd. You can know Him as so many different ways. It's each way the way the Abishter is manifesting Himself. So he's saying like this. In or, so, and parallel to that, our Kleches HaNefesh work. So when we're using our Chachma to, to get an idea, a flash, about something about God... It's relating to the Abish there shining his light into Chachma. God already emanating himself into a certain idea. Higher than that, the Abishter is not in any idea. So with your Chachma, you're connecting to the Abishter's Chachma. So he says, In order that there should be a Giloy even of Chachma, even the supernal Chachma, even for God to reveal Himself, even just as a 
flash of an idea, of a, of a general idea, from beyond where the Abishter has no, defin- no even vague, vague, vague description, where God is under, utterly descriptionless, in order to come down from the world of beyond description, into even the most benign little description of Chachma, even that just Nakuda, is an infinite drop and requires a powerful, powerful tzimtzum, meaning the Eberster has to hide his true, infinite, undefinable self and only shine through a little keyhole, so to speak. Hagam keser. Now, even though he says this idea of sechel, he's referring to chachma as sechel hanelam, a concealed state of sechel. So even though he says generally that's referred to as keser, keser is considered seichel hanela mikol raya, and it's still hidden from any understanding. Even chachma compared to bina, who bebchenas seichel hanela, is also still considered concealed seichel, mikol raya, in kamosh hakosav divra maschal stated in the minor of lechlech. Because he explains, what does that mean? The truth is he says like this, bechlal, even bina, which is, which is really godly understanding, he says you have to realize, even Bina, which is, the Abishter is coming down to a state that you commandish know him. So it's real Chachma. He says, what are you kidding? Are you crazy? When the Abishter is coming down as Fidesz Abina, you can know him. Our, the ability of Seichel, human intellect, or even any kind of intelligence, even intelligence of angels, even the, even the, the, the brains of brains, the super minds of the spiritual beings of the supernal world have zero, 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 zero comprehension in the world of Atsilas. At any level of Atsilas. Even of Malchus of Atsilas. Zero comprehension. All comprehension starts from the Eberster's Seichel, God as he contracts his wisdom and his knowledge to become creation-like knowledge. Once the spheros emerge, sphera after sphera, and we, we conclude the world of Atsilus, which is godly, and we enter into the world of Bria, which means the spheros of Bria, that's where Seichel begins, Seichel Anushi, which means our ability even to probe and understand and get any ideas in godliness. So, the, the seichel of Eberster, as it is in Atzilus, is purely godly, and we have zero knowledge in it. The reason why we call it then seichel, why do we even talk about it? Why do we even have so many memorandum talking about it? The answer is, it has a resemblance to seichel. The reason it has a resemblance to seichel because it's the source of intellect. These are powers that are, in, that are the source of, of, of intelligence. But it's not intelligence in any way, shape, or form that we can even relate to. It's not, like, it's not even the same type of intelligence where we say, we understand, and, there, and then there is a higher understanding. That's, that's so ridiculous. It's so insane, the altar of It's not. It's, a, it's, a, it's only one thing. Intelligence comes from there. And because it comes from there, you can already ascribe to it the ideas of Chachmah Bina, but not in any way you know. So if that's true about the entire world of Atzilus, how much more so when we're coming to Chachmah, which is hidden even from Bina of Atzilus, it's just a, a nakuda, it's a, it's a, it's a, 
how much more is that utterly, utterly considered seichel hanelam, it's complete seichel that is hidden, hidden, hidden mikorayim. That's what the Rebbe, that's what I seem, seems like he's saying. So let's see. Kihine for behold, mebriya ulamata, from the world of Bria and onward, hubchenaz gilu yachachma, that's where you have gilu yachachma. There too it has to drop many times. But on that level, it at least has taken this quantum descent, this tremendous um, um, transformation from being godly to entering into creation-like. But even then, it's the Abishter's mind as becoming creation-like. So there too it has to go through Tzimtzumim, but eventually it drops down that, that, that creations can actually un- get it and understand it. Malachim, and even then, <laughs> and even then it's not us down here. It's Malachim, and Neshamis, and souls. And because we are Neshamis in bodies, so we still have Neshamis, so we can also have Epis and Epis and Epis. Epis Hashaych is some kind of a, a, a clue. Avo Batsilus, but in the world of Batsilus, Ulamailam Atsilus, and in the worlds higher than Atsilus. What the Altadeb is doing over here, I think, just in some level, is that for those who learn a lot of Hasidus, sometimes it becomes like, eh, Atsilus, eh, let's talk something higher. <laughs> like Atsilus, we've gotten so, like Atsilus, we've gotten so accustomed to Atsilus, like, ah, you're talking about Madregis, Lifna Atsimtu. So the Altadeb says we have no clue in Atsilus, nothing. Uh, 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 so therefore and definitely beyond it's not shayach even to call it it's a source to chachm that's why it's called chachm but it's not with a knowable chachm because it, it's a source of chachm that's it it's not a knowable chachm as it says in the Mimer, Pasachalio. See how many what we had already? We had Parshas Vayeshev a Mimer. We had Parshas Lechlecha. And now we have Parshas Vayeda, Pasachalio. So just in a little bit of here, the Altarab is warming up for us, for Bereshis. All the Mimadim and Bereshis, you can look to get all these ideas. Now, in order for there to be a giloy of this chachma, which chachma is he referring to? Chachma vatzilos. Notwithstanding the fact of how lofty chachma vatzilos is. That as we said now, it can't even be called chachma. All we can say about it is that it's a mocker for chachma, a source for chachma, it's a source for wisdom. Notwithstanding it's, it being so lofty and so high, in order for that to emerge from the Abishta who is not a source for anything, from God who is utterly, utterly undefined, who al that itself needs many different types of contractions. The afilu, and to take that even further, What's chachmistima? We're talking about Chachma of Atzilos. Chachma as it's one of the spheroids. And we're saying that in order for that Chachma to emerge, it needs to go through many tzimtzumim. So the Rebbe is saying, not only here, even Chachma in a much higher place, 
Chokhmah as it's part of Keser. Chokhmah stima means Chokhmah in Erech Anpin. The Chokhmah of Erech Anpin is called Chokhmah stima. Erech Anpin is in Keser. So even the Chokhmah stima, the concealed Chokhmah, which is light years and light years away of Chokhmah of Atzilas, even for that to emerge needs tremendous tzimtzumim, like he explains. Why they tzimtzum? That too is through a tzimtzum. Da'ainu. Shepchinaz gvura da'atik yoimen. The level of gvura of atik yoimen, of pnimiyas akasa, which is called ancient of days. It's the power of gvura, which is the power of tzimtzum. Basically, the, the, the power of tzimtzum that atzmos, that the Eberster himself has. That power, mislabish b'chachmastima, Encloses itself in the chachmati stima and the concealed level of chachma to allow for that chachma to happen. Gevura hu pchenas tzimtzum, and the reason why we associate chachma stima with gevura the atik yoimin is because gevura is tzimtzum. Ukedei sheyia nimshach misham b'chachma datzilos. Now, so now what we got is like this. So everybody follow along. I'm sorry, I don't have a map, and I don't have a whole. Thing because if I made a map, you would actually think that you know what I'm talking about. And I would think that I know what I'm talking about. So we have to realize that we don't know nothing that we're talking about. Well, why are we talking about it? We're talking about it because we want to read these holy words. We want to read these holy words. Just to say these holy words, it's worth being alive. Even if we have no clue what we're talking about. But in any case, let's go back. So we have Atik Yoimen, which is, let's say, the Ebrister himself. Gevura of Atik Yoimen is the powerful Tzimtzum that allows for this mysterious level called Chachmastima, it's Chachma in Keser. Now in order from Chachmastima to emerge the Chachma of Atzilus, which is the Yud that we spoke about before, which is the source of Chachma and Atzilus, which is only a mocker, only a source for Chachma, but not in any way apprehensible, knowledgeable, not even in the same category. It's called Loi B'Chachma Yediyah. For that, for this level of chachmistima to emerge as a chachma, that's yud. He's adding over here. It's through a powerful saros. In order for it to come from keser to chachma, the only way that can connect the both is through here. Umazolos, and what's called a mazal. Abba yoinek memazal haches. Abba, which is chachma. Yoinek, nurses. Means it's receiving drip, drip, drip. From where? From the eighth mazal. Mazal are called the strands of here. There are 13 mazalis. And the eighth mazal is where chachma of Atsilus is deriving its energy from. And it's the mazal. Where are these mazalis coming from? It's mazel that are coming from keser to chachma. So what does it mean? Umashal hasiris. Why are we using such a physical example of hair? Obviously, we're not talking about hair. So why are we using this physical example of hair? Why? Why? Why use such a weird example? Because this exactly gives us a mashal and appreciation of how nothing and minuscule and how tiny and insignificant it is, the chachma compared to its source, the moyach stima, the regular chachma, why? Because what's the idea of a hair? What's the idea of a hair? 
we see that hair grows primarily on the head. Why does hair grow on the head? Because the head has a lot of energy. The head has a brain. And the brain, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of activity. The entire brain, the entire... This is the computer of the whole body, is the brain. What is the hair? Excessive energies of the brain that kind of ooze out. Too much energy, it leaks, it oozes. And it needs to like find an outlet to like breathe. So it goes through the tiny little pores in the skull. And some of that brain energy is released. And it goes into the hair. Right? It goes into the hair. So you would therefore say, I Baruch Hashem have a nice head of hair right now. Otherwise I'm going bald, but Baruch Hashem, I now when I have long hair, it covers it up. For my daughter's wedding, Bezish Hashem, I'm going to take a haircut. But I should be afraid that next week I won't be able to teach the mimer. Because if I cut off my hair, I'm going to lose so much of the mochen. So much of my mind is going to be lost. Because if my mind goes into my hair, cut off the hair, ouch. And the answer is I'm not going to lose anything by cutting off the hair. And the reason is because the minuscule, tiny little bit, 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 bit of energy from the mochen that goes into the brain is not really brain power. It's garnished. It's literally insignificant. So insignificant that any other part of the body that's connected to the brain, if you cut it, it hurts. Because the en- it's connected. There's a lot of energy. It's attached. But the hair is so minuscule, so nothing that you can cut it, doesn't hurt. At a point, hair can fall out. You don't even know that you're missing it. Take a shower. You've lost about 30, 40 pieces of hair. Maybe 60. I don't know how many fall out. I don't know. You lost some hair when you're taking a shower. Does it make a difference? Do you feel any loss of power, loss of self? Because it's nothing, it's insignificant. So the Rebbe is saying, the entire channel that's going down into Chachma Vatsilas, which is becoming the power of Chachma for all intelligence, which after a gazillion and gazillion levels becomes the brain of God that creates the, the galaxies and all the wisdom that there is in creation. Do you realize what kind of wisdom there is in one tree or in one eyeball, what kind of camera, zooming in, zooming out, taking, processing information, what kind of incredible computers there are in every cell of the human body. This is all a gazillion, gazillion times of the Ebershtis Chachma as it descends down into the physical world to create this entire operation. It's a garnished of a garnished of a garnished of a garnished through all the spiritual worlds higher and higher and higher and higher and higher and higher and higher. Chachma Vasilus is the seed which is still infinitely transcendental to this whole Chachma. And even that is only coming from a hair from Moyach Stima. Showing you how, how insignificant the Rebbe is saying the entire Seder is. It's all garnished. Ki Asairis Yankim and Amoichen Shebiroif Al Yedei Shechoi Feif Al Amoichen And more than that, it's two in Yonah. It's not only, see the Rebbe wants to emphasize how small it is when, when, um, when the mochen of the head is going into one hair, right? It's so tiny, it's so minuscule. That's what he wants to bring out. But it's not enough. Because if I am to take water like this, and then go like this, make it, very, make it to the tiniest little, and pour out a tiny drop, 
So the water that's coming, what is the erech of it to the quarter of the cup? Nothing. But it's still, I'm reducing this to a tiny amount, but it's still the same water we reduced. The Rebbe says that's not what they hear. It's not being reduced to the tiniest, tiniest, tiniest amount. There's another nekud. There is a hefsek. There is a skull. In other words, the brain energy from the brain is not just a tiny little fraction of a fraction that's in your hair. So it's not like your hair are smart here. They're just very little smart. It's smart here. And you'll say that Albert Einstein's hair is Epis Kluger here. It's smarter here than some, you know, idiots here, right? <laughs> it doesn't work that way. It's not, it's, it's, why? Because once it passes the physical skull, it stops being chachma. It like becomes a whole new entity. That's the idea of it going through a hefsik. Hefsik means it came to a complete zero. It didn't go down to remain a little bit of what was. It first comes to a zero and something new. Ah, but what is new is taken from what was before. So you want to emphasize that whatever was became absolutely not, but there is still some kind of an energy passing. It's not and then a yeah. And when you have a no and then a yeah, the yeah that's coming afterwards is not even a little percentage. It's, it's nothing. That's what we want to emphasize by saying that chachma of atzilus is taking through the here, which is coming through the gil, gilgoyles. Gilgoyles is the hefsik, the bone, the skull that's blocking what was before. So, uh, the gilgoyles, which is the skull. That blocks and obscures the moichin. And through the gilgoyles, tzaymchem hasaros come forth to hear. They're just a ray from the moichin. They don't have any erech and any comparison with the moichin at all. It's just a ray, but a very insignificant ray. In order that this should emerge from beyond Atzilus, the world of Atzilus, there is no comparison at all. Atzilus is not even point, 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 zero, 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 whatever. It's, it's not even that. However, once you have the Yud, once you have whatever the Chachma is, once you have that Nekuda, right, from Chachma, and you're moving onward, the Bina comes directly from Chachma. You don't have that because the Yud becomes the He. The Chachma is Bina, or Bina Midos, and from Bina as it evolves into Midos, even though Midos emotions are much weaker than the, than, than the Bina, than the understanding. And the understanding is much more reduced energy than that first flash. The potency of the first flash, the potency of the first flash is so much more powerful than the Bina. And the Bina energy is much stronger than the emotions. But there is still a gradual descent. One evolves from the other. You can see one coming from the other. Not so with Chachma coming from beyond Chachma. It's completely cut off. From Chachma and onward is by the way of Ishtalshalus. They have some kind of a yichus, some kind of a connection one with the other. 
But from beyond Atzilus, in order for it to be Atzilus, it's only by means of a ray, like the hair of the head, that goes through the Gilgoles, that covers over, or, or surrounds, and obscures and hides. The Abishta shrouds himself in darkness. First, there is no Giloy at all, there's just darkness, and then out of the darkness, flash, comes something totally new. And this is the idea of Hashem Moloch, in order for Hashem to be king. Which is really, over here he's learning it's not just Malchus. It's the entire Seder Ishtal from Chachma and onward, in order for Hashem Moloch, for Hashem to be king, to emerge as a powerful ruler, as a king, as a source for creation. Geus Lavesh, he has to first enclose himself, he has to dress himself. The dress covers him completely, and through that dress that covers him completely, he can emerge past that clothing, past that garment. It's like a lavush, like a garment that conceals and hides. And then what happens? As a result of the lavush, Geus, the Abishter can then be this exalted ruler. Beyond this lavush, He's not shayach any ruler. There's not shayach any 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 def- definitions on him, and a relationship to a creation, and that he's the power behind creation. Like this, the Abishter is the Gansa Knacker, You know, that's called Geus. He's the whole power. He's like, that's the exaltedness. That's the praise of the Abishter, Geus. But the whole Geus is only after a lavush. And take a look what he says. Geus is gematria four hundred and ten. The word Geus, Gimel Aleph. Vav is 10, and then Tav. So it's, and why? Because it's, the Zoyar speaks about that there are 410 here. Tav Yud Nimen, there are 10, 410 here. That means in the entire infant structure of the Eberstras and Malchus and kingship and everything is only through the Nimen, only through these tiny little hairs, which is Gematria Geos. Stated in of the Arizal. Or over there he explains this idea of Tof Yud Nimen. So this is all a description of how Chachma emerges up there. What does it have to do with me and you? So the Rebbe says, guess what? Who makes that possible? That the Abishter should squeeze himself through that tiny little hair follicle. Who makes that possible? Why would God even want to do that? Why does he want to even put on this garment that he has to hide him completely and present himself like someone completely other that he's really not? So why would he even do that? Especially since it's such a, I don't want to say distortion, but it's such a covering. It's such a concealment. It's like when God is going to reveal himself, we're all going to be so feel so ridiculously stupid. Now, like all of our ma- imaginations of what he's like and what he is, and he's, he's not going to be that at all. He's like, well, like, oh my. That's how ridiculous it is. Because so, he has to hide himself in a way that is so... And we have no idea how, how much our preconceived notions, even on our, even on our most purest day of like Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, maybe have the purest, clearest mind. It's also with so many... 
like ideas that that are only real within this context. It's not really. It's he's totally something else. So So why would he do that? But yet, this is the reality. It's not that it's not true. What we learn in Torah, what we the way, the way we experience the Abishter as a ruler and as a king and as a father and as a these are all MS, but they're only MS after the Tzimtzum and after this that he projects himself that way. But why would he even play this game? Why would he even do that? The answer is, you make it happen. You make it happen. I make it happen. We all have to make it happen. We have to go through a similar Tzimtzum. Just like the Abishter has that Tzimtzum, we need to have that Tzimtzum inside of us. And when we have that Tzimtzum happening inside of us, we cause the Abishter to abandon himself and present himself in a lavush, it requires a person to constantly override himself. That's what it is. The Rebbe says in order to, to get the Abraham to do that, you got to be ready also to do the same thing. You're expecting God to like step out of himself to allow you to exist. So do the same thing for God. Step out of yourself and make the, for the Abraham the giloy of this chachma is powerful tzimtzum, powerful din. That's why there are 30 times the word elokim, the uvda de bereshis, and the work of creation. We turn over the page. And why? These are the 32 pathways of wisdom. Each pathway is another projection of this. It's another tzimtzum, and that's why it's hinted to not in Havaya, it's hinted to an Elohim, because it's Elohim is the name of tzimtzum. Chachma gets divided into 32 pathways. And these are the tzimtzumim and the concealments. So after this powerful tzimtzum, the Ebershter can then be Megala himself and expand Memale as the power that infuses all of creation with life, fills the worlds, Vesoyvev, and even this that God encompasses the world is also after this symptom of Chachma. In order for there to be any kind of espashtos of the Ebishter to someone else, to some other idea, that cannot happen without a contraction. Because if not, if God does, does not have the filter, does not contract, does not have this powerful filter that we spoke about before, this powerful Gilgoles, this powerful cutoff, is, he would, if, he, if, he would, if he would really expose who he really is, then, then it would only be him. Then everything would be canceled instantly. The worlds would not have any existence whatsoever. Because reality is only him. So there wouldn't be anything... Who, why? Because we find that's so we find that the Medrash tells us that one time Hashem was upset at the Malachim and he stuck out his pinky and he burnt them all. Imagine if Trump could do that. Take his pinky and burn him. So the Abish that does chuck his pinky out and gets everybody. So what is that? What is the pinky? What is the pinky? Pinky means just the edge, edge of the body, not even him, not himself. Even just that. Yeah, so this explains it means that gili of malchus a little bit more. The gam achshav, and even the Rebbe says like this. Here's the problem. Even today, presently, with all the tzimtzumim, 
<laughs> I love this line over here. It just occurred to me now what the Altered was saying. Now this is, the truth is, even after God made all the concealments, we're still nothing in front of Him. That means even after He lowers Himself and covers and masquerades and... Uh, we're still so fickle and nothing compared to Him, to that creative... Not to Him before the symptom. To Him after the symptom, we're nothing. The worlds are, are, are nothing. We're barely a something. The Gam Achshav, even after He has concealed and blocked Himself, Kula Kamei all before Him is not. Ella, the only difference is that today's day, since the Abishter made the symptom, so that allows us to have an existence to the degree that what? That we're not law, we're not nothing, we're killer like nothing. <laughs> if without the symptom, then it's nothing. It, then there's literally nothing, only him. With the symptom, we're like nothing. And another thing is, we're like nothing in the way he sees us. He sees us like nothing. He can't see us completely nothing because then he wouldn't be in a relationship with anybody. So, he, so, but we're like nothing. That's how, that's how lacking we have to our mitzvahs. Even after the old tzimtzum, the Irish sees that every move you give and move of your body and every energy you do is really him. That's why maybe the Irish has to play this game such a long time because he's like not even getting a thrill out of it because he knows it's like. <laughs> Uh, right? Maybe that's the reason why they, why this is going on so long, why we can't have Mashiach yet, because it's like the game that the Abishter is playing by hiding himself and giving us free choice and so on and so forth. From his, when he wears his lenses, he sees that, that that we're nothing. So really, everything we do and so on, it's really him. So it must get frustrating because he because he wants to get pleasure from us, but but, but we're in really him. So. So, so we're so kelochashiv. We're so, we're so not. Even after he hides his true self, we're so not. But the Rebbe says, on that level, it's only in front of him that we're, we're, we're not. But so much that symptom has accomplished that to ourselves, in our perception, we're very important and great and big machers and knockers. If there wouldn't be the symptom, two things would change. Number one, the nothingness would be in our consciousness, just like in his. In his, it would be just outright from head to toe, above and below, all nothing. Secondly, it wouldn't be like nothing. It would be truly nothing. So there wouldn't be even anybody to feel it, other than it would just be nothing. So therefore, the Abishter hot, but the Rebbe is just proving this idea of how how weak and fickle our existence is to begin with, even after the tzimtzum, and so therefore we understand why it's a must to have a tzimtzum. Even like this, we barely exist. El, as he says, V'gam achshav kilo kamei kolachashiv, Ela shehu kilo bekaf adimyan, V'av gam zois, and even this, kamei dafka, dafka in front of the ebersh terwina, V'lo yetzleinu, but in our perception, because at least God has made a tzimtzum, it allows us to feel like we're something. But if there would have been the hispashtas of the Abishter, belit simtsum the helem without a simtsum, without a concealment, then everything would be cancelled in God completely. Now, what causes it and generates this simtsum? The Abishter gave everything into our hands. We cause him to contract himself to create us. 
That's got to be one of the craziest ideas ever. We really don't exist. We can't exist until after he contracts himself and hides himself. But yet we're the ones who make him contract and hide himself. So how are we doing that if we don't even exist even... That's, that's, that's the mystery, that's part of the paradox of this whole business. That despite the fact that we only exist after the tzimtzum, we're the ones who cause the tzimtzum. That's the mile of Nishmas Yisro, or Chelek of his essence, and that's why we can, we can activate things pre-tzimtzum. Okay. Who are you? Serusa Deletata. This is all coming from the Yisairis from below. What Yisairis do we have to do? So just like what are we expecting from God? We're expecting that God, in order for our existence to be made possible, that He should, He should step away from His truth and make believe we exist. Pretend Himself to be who? A power, a specific power that's energizing a, a creation. And for that He has to like kind of obscure, hide, cover the real Emmas. So we're asking him to really, really step away from himself, to go out of himself. So the Rebbe says it depends on that that you're willing to go out of yourself. You have a very deep rutzel. You want something to be the way you want it. You have that? You, know, like you really want, and then you have to like surrender your will. You surrender your will for God's will. You're hungry. You haven't eaten for hours. You're exhausted. You ran away from the city. You need to catch a flight. You ran away from the city before, before what's it called again, before you had a chance, or you managed to... I'm, I'm, I'm describing to you my, my situation. Okay? I'm not talking about, talking about me. I love eating. Okay, I'm admitting it. I like food. When I go on a plane, I'm very excited because I'm going to get my sandwich and I'm going to eat it as a geschmack, whatever it is. I'm going to make sure it smells from tuna the entire plane. Fine. Good. I'm going to run to the store. Meanwhile, my Uber is waiting. I'm late to the airport because I never go on time. I'm going to get on the line and meanwhile, the guy's not making the bagel and I'm going to miss my flight because six, this lady, three people ahead, is draining a cup because she needs low-fat cream cheese, and it's put too much, and this and that, she's making the guy, okay. because of that, no sandwich, run to the airport, hungry like who knows what. You know, in the airport, they have these stores that have SIBO, that have kosher sandwiches, that you should know that. So you run in there, and you're hungry, and you're going you're to get revenge at the lady, and at everybody, and not only are you are going to catch the plane, and catch a sandwich too, Okay? You're not going to eat the terror chips the whole train. You can eat something normal. Okay? So you run in there, and they're out of the kosher sandwiches. They do have one, but it's OUD, or the OU, the Heksher is not exact. Okay, I would never eat. I'm just giving you the idea. And now your entire being is being. You just want to, and you say, you know what? Okay, I'm hungry. I didn't have my sandwich, and I'll, uh, under such circumstances, you know. So now you're standing and you have to nullify your entire will for God's will. It's to walk out of the store and buy the silly, I don't want to say another word, banana that's there and eat that instead of what you were like all excited about. 
fly in a six-hour flight and be miserable and frustrated. But you know what? You took your entire existence and you nullified it. And you know what? At this moment, you generated the cosmos from the highest, highest place. Because when you nullified your I, at that moment, you caused the Abishter to... Why did you nullify your will? For God's will. So what does the Abishter do corresponding to that? He nullifies his expression of who he is to keep the world. And it's from those moments of surrender. It's from those little moments of surrender that happen all across the world. Jews every day having a... You, have a, you really want to do something or say something. Or, and at that moment you say no. And you don't answer back. Or you don't you know, hit back. Or you don't... Whatever it is that, that it is. Or do something you really, really want. And like God ruined it for you. Like sometimes you get upset. Like he, he, could have, he, could have, he could have made the line go a little faster. He could have. But he did. So you're upset at him too. And yet you still do it his way. Ah. Sorry you have to put up with my Meshagas, but I just have to share that. Um, through you being a vatel, your rotsin for the Eibishter, what happens? You're causing that. So what are you bringing? You're causing the Yud to emerge from the pre-Yud. The Chachma, the first Nikudah. The first point of existence to begin. But kiyej beis bitula. And I'm, and I'm dafke giving this example. You'll wonder why am I giving such a an example. Such a coarse example. Couldn't I find a little bit more of an edela example. Of nullifying a will. Why do we have to talk about that sandwich? And the answer is no. A Jew has a deeper nullification to God. Deeper than that. But that deeper nullification is on the level of the Kutzei Shal Yud. We're, we're trying to generate the Yud, not the Kutzei Shal So there is a higher nullification where you're just totally surrendered to God. Just on the deepest, inner, inner, higher place. That bitl is a bitl of Kesser that a Jew has to the Abish. What the Rebbe is going to explain in a few moments, that's beautiful. That dimension of soul is not inside the struggle. It's, it's above the struggle. Over there, there's no klipa. When, when, you're, when, when you're in that place, it's like the Alter Rebbe says, when you have an Isayan, Al-Kiddush Hashem, someone wants to make you, you know, shmad yourself, give your, that you want to, it's unthinkable. You enter into a place within you that klipa doesn't exist. Only Abishter exists. So at that moment, it's not like you're making a choice. You're not struggling. You're not surrendering. There isn't, there isn't the, like the Alter Rebbe says in Tanya, that a Jew will be Moisir Nefesh. He uses the words, Bili Shum Tam Umayna Klal. There isn't even a debate. But you know, what are you talking about? There's no way I'm going to go and bow down to the cross. There's no way I'm going to give my life up. At that moment, you're in tune with your Kesser, Sheba Nefesh. So you're not activating Yud you're stimulating Kesser. And we're going to see soon that that too needs to be activated. That bitl is also, that, that, but that's on a higher level. He's saying now a level where there is still an union of tension. It could have gone the other way. You could have given into your Yetzirah. It's not like, you know, you could have eaten that sandwich. You could have made yourself a or You could have said, I'm tired, I'm going to go to sleep before I finish my chitas. You know, it's not like, but yet you're going to say, you know what, I'm not doing it. So it's, there is a yeah and a no, but why are you doing it? 
you, it's not like you're doing it because you sat down and you meditated and came to a logical, reasonable understanding that God is so great and worth it that you should give up. No. It's like, it's, it's from a place higher than, than, than reason, but it's, yet it's not your essence of essence. It's somewhere in between. It's your chachma that's being active. It's your bittle to the Abish that no matter what, I'm bottle to the Abish. I'm doing it God's way. As opposed to even a higher level where it's not even a debate, it's not even a question. So that's what he says. Kiyesh beiz bitulim. There's two levels of bitl. Ha'echod bekutzay shel yud. There is a bitl that's in the koitz shel yud. Lamaylam and adas. Where a Jew is, it's beyond all knowledge. A Jew doesn't want naturally to be separated from God. But you can't really call that a choice. It's your nature. When, when someone provokes you on that place, you can't. You can't do it. I'll give you an example. Someone will offer you a lot, a lot of money. Tell a lie. Okay. I'm not saying you're going to say the lie. And maybe you will be very strong and even for a lot of money you won't tell a lie. But, a lot of money. You can do a lot of good with the money. It's only a lie. Everybody tells lies anyways. It's not the first person who's going to lie. It's, a lie. it's actually not even a total lie. It's a little bit true. There is a back and forth. There is a discussion. There is a... And if someone orders you a lot, a lot of money to go in, God forbid, into someone's uh, you know uh, house in the middle of the night and shoot and kill the whole family, and you got a lot of money. Not to talk about. It's it's not even no consideration. There's no talk. There's no because that you can't do. It's your nature, it's Ene, I'm not even saying your holy nature, it's just, you, you, it's not, you, you cannot do that. So the Rebbe says like this, in, in our connection to the Abish there, there's these various different levels. There's a certain dimension where you're provoking so deep, where it cannot, it cannot, it cannot, that it can't do. And there is a place where you could, it's a consideration. You're not going to do it. Why are you not going to do it? Because you're bottled to the Abish there. Bottled it, sir. So that's the first level is It's your nature. And the second bitl is Bechachma. What's the bitl? You're mevatel your desire. Bechachma vedas. It's more of a conscious decision. The idea of Chachma is to do a beer. In other words, you have an Efesha Bahamas now that's screaming sandwich. I'm hungry. I don't care about anything. I want to eat that. That's your state. You have to be mavar that. And you have to identify, no. I am not that this Nefesh of Bahamas is not married to Klippa. This, mar- this Nefesh of Bahamas is married to the Yebushter. And therefore, I'm, I'm making a beer. I'm shaking off the confusion about my Nefesh of Bahamas. The Ra's being rejected. I'm siding with Toiv. So there, and whenever that's happening, there is a struggle because you have to slice off a piece. My, the moment, the moment before the Nisayan, before you had that test, it was conceivable within you, within the person, that 
the Ra and the Toiv were mixed together, that it's possible that you will identify with the Klippa strong enough that you're willing to forsake God for a moment and do this to let, to let down on your, let's say, I'm saying especially if it's not, a, it's not a question of Kashras, let's say it's a question just on a Hidr you took upon yourself or some, some real higher standard. So, well, I'm willing, that means that you're a de- the Ra is Emes, Chas but if you're saying no, now that you came to that Nisayin, and you said no, you chopped off that Ra from your Nefesh Abamas, and you identified with Toiv. That Birur happens in Chachm. The Bittel that a Yid has to the Abish, the Chachm of his Nefesh kiss, steers the Jew to be bottled to the Abish. And, and a chachma, the birur happens. Shadea chachma mevar through that chachma, through that bittel that you have, you mevar. When you're in a state of higher than 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 the yud, which is higher than the das, sham adayan ein raklal. Then you're in a place where there is no ra. So there's no nisayin. So you're not doing a birur. A birur can only happen. That's why it's possible that two people are in the same place and in the same situation and one of them is doing a birr in that place and the other one is not doing a birr even though they're just as holy, godly because they're in a place where this Nisoyan is not an Nisoyan for them. So they're not, they're not in the arena of the Ra and the Toiv mingling together even though they physically find themselves at the same table or physically find themselves looking at that same sandwich, or physically, you know what I'm saying? But for this person, there's no, so there's no beer happening. But for the other guy, it is a beer, because they're, they're within that place. So the Rebbe is saying that the same thing is in Dargis of Nefesh. There is a place in you that the, most of the day I'm walking around, that place in me, the Keser in me, is in Gan Eden. It's sitting somewhere up there. It's not active, it's not in my consciousness. What I need to constantly provoke in order to be a Yerushamayim and do godly things and not do an Avera is to constantly have the Chachma in my Nefesh, my, not the Bina, because no one holds himself back from an Avera or doesn't sin because of, you know, let's sit down and really see what kind of Chachma I have about the Ebershtim. It's more like a strong commitment that, that, that just is against who I am. I'm not going to do that. Why? Because I'm a Jew. That's what it is. I'm a Jew. So that's your chachm. The Rebbe is saying, on the level of keser, there's no struggle. In the kutzer shayyot, it's higher than das. There's no bad. There's no bitter. Only from the level of chachm. And onward, it's shayach to have this idea of toivera and a birur that needs to happen. Okay. And when a Jew has this bittel of batel ritzaincha, in which you're mevatel yorotzen, shu siluk atzmusai, person puts himself aside for God's will, and he doesn't have it his way, he's going to do it the way the Eberster wants. Nasab chenas bittel vesiluk momayla. The Abishter also, Mida Keneged Mida, Hashem Tzilcha, Hashem is your shadow. God also, Siluk, Hashem also is Mevatel, His true self. Leo is Pchenas Helen, 
that the Abisher should be Milim, should conceal on his true who he is. The Abisher's truth that doesn't leave room for anything other else to exist. And the Abish is then Malbish himself. He clothes himself. Hashem Molach Geyus Lavish. The Abish puts on that Lavush, steps into our world, so to speak, to become the power and the source of all of creation. He becomes a Melech and a king and he engages the world. And the Abish there is Atik Yoimen. He he he's matik himself. That's the word atik. Atik means he's matik. Shukin in a matik arm. He he trans he 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 is netak. He be, he leaves. He departs from what was. So he no. He actually activates. I'm sorry. He activates what's called atik yoyman. The atik means he withdraws. His light into himself to a, into a state of Helen, so that there can be a a gilui that's measured and not overwhelmed by God's higher presence. I am So now that Semach Tzedek is going to say, according to what we learned now, the high in the level of Kutzi Shilyud, what did the Alter Rebbe say? He didn't exp- on the level of Kutzi Shilyud. The Alter Rebbe did not, the Alter Rebbe did, right? In a level of Kutzei Shalyud, the Alter Rebbe did not talk about Avoida. He just said every Jew has it. He didn't speak what the Avoida is. In the level of Yud, in order to draw for the Yud, the Alter Rebbe is talking about Avoida. What's the Avoida? Through a Jew's bitl to the Abishter, he causes the Abishter to be mavatal his pre-yud infinite self and come down to a nekuda to a point a yud which that yud is going to serve as the as the as the as the as the cell the one cell that is going to generate all of the worlds and all of creation right like the entire existence created from that yud but the tzemach tzedek is going to explain that there is an avayda associated also with kutzah because here's the thing. We're talking about for the Abishta's Chachma to emerge. Semach Tzedek says, but even before Chachma, there has to be an Amshacha of Ratzai. The Abishta has to have a desire even to want to project this, this, this thing. To create that desire is already a, is already a tremendous drop. If God is Himself the way He truly is, it's not Shaykh that there should be even a Ratzin that there should be a world. The Ratzin that there should be a world, even though it's not yet world, and when I say Ratzin, it's a Ratzin there should be Chachma. That's also called a Bittl. What are you going to give? What is He going to get out of all of creation? So why should He even want it? Therefore, we can say, When a yid has, through this essential bittel that a yid has, deeper than the yud, higher than chach, the kutzay shall yud bittel. Then, I don't even know what that means in daily life. What's this 
Maybe, maybe it means what I spoke earlier, a yid that, that comes to an assignment of Kiddush Hashem, where, 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 where it's your essential essence of your, of, your, of your soul emerges and says, no, I will, I, it's not a question, don't bother me, I'm a Jew. Higher than Chacham. See, in Tanya, that's called, the Alter Rebbe refers to it, in Tanya, the Alter Rebbe refers to this higher level, Kutsi Shayud, as Chachma. When he talks about Mesiris Nefesh, that every Jew is be Moise Nefesh, because the Kayach HaChachma that's there. But you realize when the Alter Rebbe talks about Kayach HaChachma, he talks about Emunah that's higher than Seichel. He's not talking, he's not talking about Chachma as an Indian of Seichel, he's talking about Chachma as an Indian of Lamailam and Seichel, as an Indian of Emunah. So the Alter Rebbe is really talking about the Kutsi Shayud type of Nesoyen, in Perikut Ches and Perikut Tes and Here, when he spoke about a person using his Kayach HaChachma, He's definitely talking, and as we spoke earlier, in a place where there is struggle, where there's possible a yeah and a no, and yet you're doing what the Eberster wants. It's not so deep, it's not so inward. The Tzemach Tzedek is saying both these bittles are necessary in order to stimulate from above. The higher bittle brings forth the Ratzin for creation. The lower bittle brings forth the Chachma, which is actually the seed for the actual creation itself already. So Mamshich only is some shachas a keser verots and elyon and the supernal rots. I know all your day pchenas atik yoyimin through atik. By a day ha bittel rots and shebechachma and through the bittel rots and of chachma, Mamshich only is geyus lavish sheyum shechu pchenas asayros. Remember, we want that not only should there be a rots, but we want the hears to come out, which are the source of chachma. The hear of these tiny little strands. For that you need to have a bitl of Chachma. These are the meaning of Nasa Nishma. Nasa is the higher bitl. The bitl of Ratzon. Nishma is, I'm going to hear, yet I'm going to choose the right thing. So the Nishma has a little bit more seichel to it. So the Nishma is the bitl of Chachma. These are the two madregas. Both of them are bitl, but one of them is a bitl where it's out of the question, and the other one is a bitl where there is a yeah and a no and a decision to do what the Eberster wants. But then we come, okay, that's not enough. Creation, the energy of creation is still very, very lofty at this point. It's just a point. It's, it's a point from which, from which an energy, it's like at the first moment when they speak about when the universe formed, the first, uh, the first uh, what do they call it? What is it called? What? Explosion, what do they call it? The, 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 the Big Bang, which came about from what? They said a, a, a what? A singular what? Huh? No, they have a, a certain something. It's still that first whatever. There's no design yet, there's no structure. In order for the Eberster to come down and actually manifest and create everything, it has to come from the youth into the hay. And the hay is all the, all the structure. So if that's going to happen up there, we have to make that happen down here. How do you make that happen down here? That has to do with the yid already developing God in his mind as a full-fledged, not as just a powerful being that's your source and you have to be buckled to him, but the Eberster that you can love and appreciate and understand is greatness and the like. This that the Eberster expands in length and in breadth. 
Mamala, I guess, is the is the is the oirech. He comes down, down, down to fill all the worlds. The soivev is probably the the width that he encompasses all of the worlds. So who b'chinas bina? This is in the level of bina, and in the neshama, what does that mean? Tshuva ila. We know that tshuva is associated with bina, and what's tshuva? Shu b'chinas the Abish there, basically what's going on is like this. To cause this expansion above, what's the expansion? You want to come from the Abish there, contracting himself to an akuda, a point, from where he can seed for all of creation, for all of existence, for all the spheroids, for this entire born... You realize you're not just creating the, you're not just creating the worlds. You're creating... I mean, it sounds ridiculous, but you're creating the God of the worlds, which means you're creating the Abishter to be, to be the personality who's going to engage with this world. So you're creating God as a, as a force, as a power of an intelligence and an emotion and an entire, that that has to be manifest because the Abishter is totally beyond that. So in order for, for you to do that, you need to have an, a similar experience within yourself that you're taking an akuda and you're being into an espashtas. What's the nekuda? We all know when he speaks about chachma that a Jew has, it means you go to a simple year, the guy never did a contemplation, never did a meditation, never learned chasidus. But the abishter is deeply etched in his heart. Chachma, koyachma, the yidah's butler, he knows, he knows abishter. He doesn't know abishter more, he can't talk two minutes Kabbalah with him, chasidus, spheroids, he, he gets a headache, he runs out, tells me, you know, what does it say in Shulchan Aruch? I don't know what you're talking about. He, but he's a year of Shemaya. I'm talking about all the, all the from Yidin. Not all, but so many of them that never learned any, any Hasidic, Kabbalah, like that. But he'll never do an Avera. He's, he's petrified. The Abishter, but the Abishter is an Akuda. It's a point. And you want to take that Abishter and turn him into an Aspashtas. Oh, someone you can love. Someone you can appreciate. Someone you can be a fire about. How do you do that? You meditate on the Abishter's greatness. You create a vast understanding that's this way. But then you take all that understanding, you bring it into your heart, and it starts impacting your emotions. And your emotions get on fire. With what? With yearning and desire to cleave and bond to this God. So you took an akuda of your nefesh, expanded. And the Rebbe is going to explain that part of that expansion, and explosion, and eruption of that godliness into a, to turn into a complete, mighty, expansive, intellectual and an emotional um, 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 presence will come from the very Hizbaninos that you're contemplating that all of creation is only one dot that is expanded. And you realize if that's only the dot, and what's beyond the dot is totally outside of what? Of our grasp and experience and so on and so forth. So one realizes like so why why do I even why is this world even interesting to me it's so it's so insignificant and nothing so suddenly the person raptures with love that he wants to break out of all of it so again it's through the understanding of that the kuda let's read it inside the ayadei tshuva again the tshuva bina tshuva it's the expansion in the heart. Shemepchinas barak from that one little flash. Giluyachachma from that giluyachachma. 
שבחינס צמצום, דה צמצום, נעשה אחר כך אסלאבוס ואסלאטוס הלב. becomes an expansion and that's love us of the heart. The simcha and joy. It's joy and fire and passion and all of that. She gam kein espashtas believe, which simcha is also an espashtas. Like it says, eim abonim, the mother of the children, which is bina. Semecha is joyous. Why they tshuva momata lamayla. And when a yid has this truly experience, momata lamayla, naisa lamayla, So it causes above Gamkein his pashtus agilui ba'orich v'roichet. That the Ebesh the two expands from an akudah mamala v'sevet. From the mamale into this. V'hainu al yedei v'yitzaku. Over here too there has to be a v'yitzaku batzar lehem. In other words, it, it has to, the emotion is also an emotion of like feeling constricted, that's the point. And wanting to like, like that. You feel constricted. Why does a person feel constricted? feel constricted because you realize that all of creation is a powerful constriction. So that's why the person, that's Tshuvila. Tshuvila is the, the desire to like free oneself from the constrictions of the material narrowness of our life down here so that we can experience what's beyond and beyond the experience of Tshuvila. That every, everything I have in my life and my existence, I feel very limited. It's only a tiny little ray. And the Alter Rebbe feels claustrophobic even in Gan Eden. That's why, like, where all the tzaddikim went to Gan Eden and they're, like, enjoying themselves. The Alter Rebbe, in entire Lakuti Torah, keeps on making, turns Gan Eden to cheap change. Gan Eden, it's a constriction. Can't give the Alter Rebbe Gan Eden. Chassidim used to always say that be a Hasidic joke. He said, you know, you dive late, you do this, you do like this. So many Avedis. And the Kudah always was that My worst Gehenna is if I will end up in Dainig Ganeden. If I end up in this, in this, in this, in this uh, Litvish Ganeden, this would be my worst Ganeden, my worst Gehenna. <laughs> that, 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 that's Ganeden. Ezich Tzachelun Kuz. He doesn't want to hear another share on Baba Basra. He wants to hear Baba Basra because he knows that in Baba Basra, in that Dio Kentosvis, is the Ebishter. That's what he wants. But if I'm only going to hear uh, the, the, the whole Asag of Ganeden, What for one is Gan Eden, it's for the other now. So, Afili Gan Eden v'olam haba, ain't elaziv, is only a ray. V'al Cain, and therefore, mili b'shamay, what are you going to give me Gan Eden? You're going to sell me Gan Eden? That's Tshuva Yilah, that's the Baal Tshuva. And by the way, that's why Chassidim were called Baal Tshuva. Because the whole energy of Chassidus is, Gevishter, we want Getlachkai, we want Godliness, we don't want all the pleasures and all the delights of We want a relationship. We want you. So that's the vav. I'm sorry, that's the hey. That's the bina. That's the tshuva law. The vav. And how do you take godliness further down? So all this creates bina. Oilam is the starim, concealed worlds. 
in order to bring the Abishter down, 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 the Yud K, Vav K. So what's Vav? Vav is, is Limuda Torah. Because Vav is the coil. The Vav is the emotions. And emotions produce coil, sound. So Vav, who Amshach is Torah, is the Amshach of Torah. Vahey, and Behey, Upchenes Maisamitz. So when a Yid, remember what did I say in the beginning of the class? When a Jew lives a Jewish life every day, it's not Stam, but I'm a Jew. I happen to be Jewish. Every day you wake up in the morning and you're going to activate your Yud Kevavke. Moidani is your Kutzei Shal Yud. The moment you decide not to check your emails before you go Davin, and instead you're going to go Davin right away, or going to go to me, what are we going to do? You're going to be Mavatli, your own Ratzin, for the Eidish's Ratzin. You got your chachma, you stimulate You're going to daven a little bit, learn chassidus before davening, and meditate, and try to create within yourself some kind of an expansive sense, and a yearning a little bit. Somewhere during davening, you should yearn for a little bit of an attachment. You develop the hate. Afterwards, you sit down, you learn a shir Torah. You have the love. Then you run out of shul. And on the way out, you meet a guy outside in the street, needs a little help, needs a ride. And you're already rushing because you already feel that what? This guy, the schlepper, needs a ride somewhere and I have other things to do. And I didn't even have my cheese omelet that we spoke about in the beginning yet. Now I have to go give him a ride. Oh, but if you do that, you get the final hey. My son, it's act of the mitzvah. So then you develop the Yudke Vavke, an entire structure. Through Torah, you have Damshacha in mitzvahs, which is the Vav going into the hay. Oh, so that's the, that's the Hamshacha. Now the Alter goes on to say something, which is one of the reasons I say I don't understand the Mimer was for the next piece, but let's see. The Vav and the hay, the latter Vav and the latter hay, is already a Hamshacha. Hamshacha means you're drawing godliness from one level to a lower. And every Hamshacha means you're losing something as you're drawing it down. The Yud doesn't come down to the hay through Hamshacha where it's losing something. The Yud itself is the hay. The relationship of Chachma and Binah, two friends that don't separate, is that the etzem of the Yud is Nizgala and the hay. But when you're coming to Vav Hay, you're already watering it down, it's already descending. Vav and hey is already in a sense amshach. What does that exactly mean? There's no vav in the hey. Shahei hu gilu yibchinas memalei v'soyviv. Shenasem yibchinas nekuda. The nekuda itself expands into a memalei and a soyviv. Nekuda chada yibchinas atzimtzum atzmon. Shabeloi tzimtzum without the tzimtzum iyev shaliyas ispashtas. You can't have an ispashtas. The whole point of the tzimtzum is just to have the ispashtas. So it's not translating it further, it's just in order to have an, the intention is to have a hey, but I can't give you a hey. It's like a teacher. The teacher says, wants to teach a concept. He can't teach the concept because you're not you, in, in an expansive way because he's going to lose you. So he has to take the entire concept and bring it down to a nutshell, to a nakuda. And then to open up that nakuda and develop the whole idea. So therefore the whole Mishnah contains the Gemara. 
But it's the same. But the whole, the whole, whatever is concentrated in the point is that very idea is going to be get into the details, as opposed to when he gives a marshal. He's already drawing it down. It's already a marshal. Is already a hamshach. You're taking it from up here and you're putting it into something else, and that's already there's a certain weakening of it. I think so. It's all one level. The same is also down here. That's the way it is up there. That the yud is the hay and the hay is the yud. It's one thing. Who? Meaning, in a yid's avoid, that's also one thing. The bittle that a yid has, that's higher than reason. And the yizboininus is one one nekudah. When a person contemplates the mamal and the soivim, how one nekuda becomes an espashtus that's when it's a hey but when his concentration is more on the tzimtzum in other words a person can have two types of esboininus the bina esboininus is more on on the on the nekuda expanding into the mamale and into the soivev. So the concentration is more on the vastness of elikus, on the vastness of the That's one type of inus That's more the bina. The chachma is boininus is more when you're concentrating on the nekuda and realizing that the nekuda is just a nekuda. All it is is a nekuda. That's that's connecting more to the yud. So it's one inyan. Comes to the place, to the gili of hey. And as I mentioned, I don't really get this. Fine. Which isn't the case with the vav. It's two separate inyanim. The vav and the hey. It's not that the vav becomes the hey. The vav and the hey, two separate inyanim. In addition, that the vav is a drop down. It's lowering down what was before. It's not the very hey itself becoming the vav. It's from the intellect comes emotions. Emotions are not intellect. They derive from the intellect, but they're not intellect. Number two, there's another nekuda here. And that is that emotions and speech are two separate in yana. Emotions are enclosed in speech. Emotions motivate speech. Emotions give energy and power to speech. But the oisius themselves are not the emotions. The oisius are set set modes of expression that a person has, the emotion, the love that a person has doesn't create the words. You're taking words that exist, you're taking letters, you're imbuing them with an emotion. So this is a chayus for something else. So the vav, the hey is not the vav. They're two separate in the honor. Ma'ashen ki vav hey. Ha'vav hu amshachas ha'koyl ha'machaber ha'midois ela hey. Hu'bchenas ha'dibur, which is the speech. Li'ois p'chenas oisiyois v'diburim. The, the vav is the coil that takes the emotions that excite speech that you should put it into words. The, the dibur is in accordance to the, to the midos. Out of love. The dibur itself is a mohus onto its own. It's a combination of letters. The vav is drawn into them. That speech should come. That, the, that there should be a connection between the 
Dibur and the emotions. Once you're coming into Malchus, Alma Dezgalia, the world of speech, you're dealing with a new Mohus. That's Mamash creation. Yud Kei All of this is what the Yud Kei of a Tzaddik. All of this is the Yud Kei of someone who's learning Torah and doing mitzvahs and being a Yid the way he should. Beginning with the essential core, Bittal, on two levels. Kutzei Shal Yud Bittal, more decision Bittal, where you can go both ways and you're deciding because of your bittle to the Eivishner. And then the expansion of Bina, which is the idea of Tshuva. And then Limudat Torah and observance of mitzvahs. You have a Yud Kevavka. This is all the Eivishter, as the Eivishter is already projecting himself into Netzalim, into a image of the Netzalim, of the emanations. When the Pasek says that God loves you, ah, that's much, much deeper. That's not taking place on the level of projections, of spheroids, of attributes. That's much, much essential. And here's these words. The Rebbe is learning that the Taich of Hashem Lekecha can mean two things. Means because God loves you. Means the Abishter puts love into you. That you love the Abishter with the love that God put into you. The Abishter in love in you. He fills you with love. He, he empowers you with love that you can serve Him with a godly love, not with a human love. All of this is considered your kaychas of your nephew. You would think this is also your God. The Abishta gave. Yeah, but this is once the Abishta made your neshama. This is your kaychas of your neshama. But in addition to that, the Abishta infuses into a neshama godliness that's higher than the neshama. And that's an ability to love the Abishta with a whole, with a much godlier kind of a love. And where does it come out? In a balchur, as we're going to see. Higher than the, the whole yutkei vavkei, What? Even in the Ava Mesuteres. Because, because the, the, see, the Ava Mesuteres, in other words, the concealed, the concealed love. It seems like this entire structure of, of uh, what's it called again, um, of, of Yutke Vavke and, and in Benefesh, or Koychas Anefesh, have a parts of Chitzaini and a parts of Pnimi. And everything we discussed till now is on all levels, but it's a parts of chitzayni. It's an external parts of, which is holding in a much deeper parts of on all these levels where they're all far more essential. It's not a certain image projected. It, it's just the essence. Number one, the Abishter is drawing into you love. And he says, one is to connect him to the other. Because he unlovens you, that's why he loves you. Or the opposite, because he loves you, he imbues you with his love. Either way. But this becomes, These are the esospheroes that are in the matzel himself. It's almost like 
when you take a, a stamp or a seal, you create the seal and your signet, your seal that comes out, it's a seal of, of the state of California. So there is the seal when the seal is imprinted and the imprintment of the seal is on the, on the stationery. But then there is the seal as it is in the seal itself. So these are the difference. In the Esosphirus of Atzilus, the Ebershta imprints his powers. These are his powers as he becomes the master of creation. And in that, we are the other side. You know, We match up with him. But it's still an Indian. It's an, but then there is the way these things are part of the Ebershta's etzem. Esosphirus the Adam Kadvain, basically. He's dealing with esospherus in primordial man on a much, much deeper inner, inner level. The ayin berabis kisisa. Now, if we're not supposed to understand, if we don't understand whatever we learned earlier, how in the world are we supposed to know what this means? But okay. The ayin berabis kisisa, reish parsha. Ma tamo be'inye v'oyeves Yaakov. Not my tamo. Reish perik mem tes. My tamo. See, that's I know how much I know, how much I know what he's talking about here. Resh Perik Memtes, in the beginning of Perik Memtes. Be'inyav o'yeves Yaakov. U'beseder v'yeshev, Resh Perik Pevav. Shira Shirem Rabbah, Seif Parsha Simani Kachosim. U'beposik Mayim Rabbim, Seif Parsha Sishpati Eschem, Seif Pasuk Onem, Minyan Ahafti Eschem, it's a much deeper love. Zoya Chodesh Gimel, Vezchanon, Ptana Develiyo, Ayim Ashkosim, Dere Maschal Ayar Yisrael, Parshas Peshalach, this is the two names. We know there's Havaya Deliela and Havaya Delatata. Havaya Deliela is in a more expressed external state, and Havaya Deliela is in a more engraved level. One Havaya is in the Zeyaranpin, and one is in Atik Yaiman. And that's a similar idea. But here as well, guess what? Even in this deepest, most fundamental inner, in order for this Indian to be revealed by the Abishter, it's there in essence. But in order for it to be highlighted and uncovered in God, it's dependent on we uncovering our essential Yudke Vavke, not in a manner of expression, but in a manner of essence. How is that? And it works the other way. When there's an Esoidus above, it evokes it by us. That's what we learned last week. Through the Haroya Basheshan and the Abish shining down his roses, it evokes this deep place inside of us. Umisham and Dafka from this more inner place of Eser Spheroids, as they are etched in Adam Kadman, as they are in this deep inner place, Dafka from there can the Averis themselves be turned into mitzvahs. Zedoinus Nasakizochis. Can sins become, become merits? What's the explanation of the matter? For tshuva is in the name of yudke. I don't know what he means by that. Tshuva we know is Tashuv Hay. And we know that Tashuv Hay means two Hays, the lower Hay and the upper Hay. Maybe that's what he's referring to. 
So even though this is an Indian that's drawn from above down, I don't know what he means by that. But the person down here that is connected in a body and down here below, how can he even relate to such truth? Through the Bechol Moedecha. He says the entire Avodah that we discussed earlier is Bechol Levavcha, Bechol Nafshecha. Is with all your heart and with all your soul. It's not touching on Bechol Moedecha with all your might. We're dealing with a certain intensity. The difference between what we learned earlier and now is one Indian. Intensity. We have all the programming going on before, but it's lacking the intensity. The intensity is here. And why is it so intense? It's intense because it's negaya to your very being. And where is it negaya to a very being? As he's going to say in a moment, is dafka someone who feels like his life is ruined. Someone who's in the, someone who's been to, as we said earlier, been to hell in terms of horrible spiritual darkness and whatever kind of deep pain. And it's dafka from that kind of a pain does one expose this deepest, deepest, intense everything. Intense bittel, intense intense love, intense Torah, intense mitzvahs. It's, it's all with this intensity. So you're not dealing with something different. It's the same thing, but with a certain intensity that's negated to your very, to your very being. Al yedei b'chol mo'edecha lotzes men ha'keli came from the keli. Hagam Now the Rebbe says, now even though is that really believable? Is that really infinite? Even when you're going out of your kalim, you're still you, and you're still operating within a certain amount of energy. Hagam To someone that's on a higher level, gam oir avazu. Even this light that you're having, that's going, that's blowing out of your vessels, who bepchinas keli is still a keli. Down here, you have to have a resemblance to the Indian up there. It has to be outside of your ma'oid. Outside, you're much, more than what your tshuva. This reveals itself dafka. Bechomaidecha reveals itself dafka by a penitent, by a balchuva. Dafka al And dafka through averis. Dafka, when a person is, feels that he's being, God forbid, suffocated by what's opposite of godliness. Here is where, here is where Dafka, people that have a lot of pain and a lot of darkness in their life, are able to come out and stimulate and to create like tikkunim and revelations of, of such on such deep places that the biggest tzaddikim can't even dream of going shahu al through being stuck in inyanim that are the opposite of holiness in a land where the planting in this land is so high this land you can't plant it with a yeah with a positive deed you can, only posit, you can only plant it with a, with a negative deed. That means with a rejection of negativity. Through every, in other words, what's the seeds to cause this land to, to, to grow, grow forth on this such a deep level of the Abishter? To cause from there something to grow, something to emanate? 
You have to plant a no, you can't plant a yeah. And planting a no is a rejection of the Indian, and the idea is. So it says in Chassidus, that the Ramach Mitzvah is associated with Zichri, with Hashem's remembrance. Shmi, together with Yudke, is Gematria 365. So Chassidus says that, that you see from here that Loisa says, the, the not doing an Avera is higher than doing a Mitzvah. So, but here's it's a little different. They were talking about, we're Vaita talking about a tzaddik. In a tzaddik himself, the positive deeds that a tzaddik does, the positive mitzvahs, are not as great as when the tzaddik rejects and doesn't do an Avera. Let's say in a case where he had a temptation or whatever kind of an Avera, he doesn't do it because always the no is higher than the yeah. That's in the world of Kiyoma mitzvahs. Similar to that, there is a entire avoida that also comes from no. But they were not dealing with fulfilling the loisa say by not doing it, but Chas the person did the Avera, and he's rejecting it out of, because he tasted death, and he doesn't want it. He's, 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 he wants to, like, Shal loisa say l'may l'menasei, l'fi shal yedekim ha-loisa say, shehu akiras ha-ratzei. And what's a loisa say? I have a rut. I really want to do it, but no, I'm not going to do it. That kind of intensity that you only have, in order to do something, you don't have to be so intense. Uprooting a powerful desire for something and not doing it. So imagine that intensity of uprooting a rutzon is when someone did the Avera already and he wants to uproot what he did because he realized that that thing I messed my whole life up and he wants to like, he wishes he can pull back time and he wishes he can like uproot that completely. That intensity of Akira Saratsin, for the Abishter's sake, is more even in the Balchuva than in the Tzadik. He reaches Bachoma Oitcha, Upchenas Mesiras Nefesh, and a Mesiras Nefesh. Like in the, in the literal sense, like the story of Rabbi ben Derdaya who did Chuvip. The Gemara tells the story, he was a very big sinner. When he finally realized how bad a sinner he was, he he started crying and he put his head down on his on his knees and he cried so much till he died. Or it's mesiras nefesh in davening. When a person is crying to the Abish because he's in pain, on his distance from God. On this idea. Foundation of all of Davening. Love To come to the Vahafta by the Shema and to come to a Bachomaidecha. through this Then one can take even the sins and switch it to merits. Because this reaches me Mamakim such a deep place. Krasicha, I've called you forth. What does that mean? It's the depth of darkness. Why? Because if you're calling from such a deep place in your soul, it's a very deep place above. Earlier we say that where are we touching upon? Through the Bittal. He started his entire Indian where we began that a person's avoid is affecting. It's all on the level of here. We want to be mamshech to here. 
from, we want to cause the Eibishter to lower himself down into Chachma. And where did we learn, where does Chachma derive from, from the Eibishter here? So we want to cause the Eibishter to be mitzamtzim himself and only allow, allow a little here. But now the Avoid is, you don't want to be Mamshech to here, you want to be Mamshech to Galgolas itself. Ki Amoichen Chabad, because the, what? Isn't that the good and all? In a sense, the Balchuva, the Balchuva lives in the world of Lachashiv. The Balchuva is Megala, not the Kilachashiv. The Balchuva, and that's why the Balchuva, in a sense, is, 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 is in a state of Ratzai without Shuv. He's in a little bit in the world of Toyu. He's a little bit in that, and that realm, that's why it says the Abishta created the world not for the Balchuva, he created the world for the sake of Tzadikim. Not for the Avoid of the Balchuva. The void of the Balchuv is, is necessary where there's a chisarin in light. And you have to be mamshich something that's in one second going to be mesakin all the tikkunim and everything. So you have to get to the un, unfiltered, un, and the Balchuv touches upon that, reveals that. And uh, that does overwhelm, the, it does overwhelm the system, but I guess enough of a, in a good way that... Um, because the and the three hollows of the Gilgolas of the skull. And on top of them is the Gilgolas, the skull. Which blocks which only come through the here. And through the Bechomoidecha, the Mashchen Lebechelayat here. Which the mile of the Balchuva is like the Zoyar says. They're pulling God with an intensity, with added vigor. You come to the Omek, to the depths. The Yesh, and it doesn't really explain, but Luchuri, he means the Golgoylas itself. The Yesh, Yud Oimkim, and there are ten, there's ten days, Aserus Yemei Tshuva. Each day is an avoid of Oimek, the Hainu Keser Shebechol. Usually we're operating from within the Yud Sphiris. On Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, we're touching the Keser of every Sphira at its very, very quintessential source. And Keser is Etzem. It's part of Atzmos himself. It's, it's at that place where we're, where we're stimulating the Sphiris. The ten Sphiris that are already emanated, that they already came to a state of revelation and manifestation, Derech Asiris by means of the hair. Sham Hoya Chizus Vyanikas Aklipas. The ten the ten spheroids are the source for all of creation and all of existence. And therefore for all experiences. Eventually, for example, one of the spheres is love. Eventually from that love can come unholy love. And can come sinful love. And eventually that feeds the klipas. So the klipas then get a connection to the love and to the energy of chesed. And through their chutzpah, through the person letting them in, they can kind of work their way all the way up to have some kind of a yanika, even in atzilos, and even in the spheroids in the highest, highest levels, they get a chip. They send, they send a chip upstream. All they need to send is one little chip. And then they have a bug. Once they have their bug, and their computer chips down here are able to steal all that energy from the deepest, highest, godliest sources and become very high in power. But where do they, where do they have access to only from the here and onward? 
from the sphere of mitzvahs. Beyond that, they have no yunikah. And that's why in order to fix things, you need to get to beyond that here, to that beyond that big, big barrier, the great, the great, what is it called, the great reef, the great, whatever they, the great barrier that's just, or the great wall of China. It's that great barrier that, that no one passes there. From that place, one can refresh the entire system. Something like that, he says. Again, as I, I told you, it's hard to really... And that's why it says, When you take a girl, next week's parsha, when a person marries one of these, a Gentile woman, finds her in war, she should make her, she should clip her nails, see, because from the nails and from the hair, and her hair, because ultimately they have a relationship to the hair. From the back of the of the hide of Malchus, Bain Guma Laguma between here and here is where they where they where they steal their energy in. The truth is they don't really they can't impact the lights, the oil, the oil is pure godly, but they can they can lodge themselves and derive energy from the Kalim. The Loiba Oiris Atma. They can't contaminate the lights. Once the oil is malubish in the keli, so via the keli, they're they're already contempt, they're already messing with the oil. Shemachizov yanika alchein ef shaliyas machisika of pshecha. That's why there can't be a total forgiveness and a wiping clean. Upchenas rechitza and a washing lirchayt zavoynos to cleanse the sins. Shadechitza umal mila mila. Washing and cleansing has to come from a way above. May umkedachashucha from the depth of darkness, from the ten spheroids that are etched in the emanator himself. From that deep place, I call you forth, as I spoke earlier about repiping, to bring down a whole new avaya, from a place that's so deep, from a place where that light never came to revelation. That means that every year, your tshuva needs to be deeper than last year. It has to come from a more core place than the year before. How do you get deeper every year? Because the place of last year, the place you opened up last year, got already, you gave access to that through the mess up. So it's not like every year you just hopefully you get back to the same place every year Rosh Hashanah. You have to go even more bare bones, even more bare your soul to like, uh, how deep can you go? Your soul is infinite. And it was never enclosed in Kalim. And Dafka through that level of Bachoma Oitcha, because on that place, there is Oirais and there's no Kalim yet. When the Sitra Achra is subdued, really, really high. In the level of Atik Yoimim, he rises above the days which are the spheres. In a very, very core, essential, concealed place. And from that place you draw forth a new Avaya. The Gilu of Avaya that's before and prior to Atzilus. Let me get to your pnimius. Return me to a complete tshuva. 
into your pnimius, in the deepest innermost of you, God Himself. Lefanecha lifnei havaya shabatzilos, deeper than havaya of atzilos. Sheshamu pchenes tshuva shalema. That's real tshuva. Kenisklei, as we said earlier. So when we draw down these ten oimkim, every day we go oimek and oimek and oimek and eat sefirah. When finally Yom Kippur comes, you're standing in front, above and higher than all manifestations of Yud Kei which are the very, so basically you're reaching a level of and a level of creation, so to speak, that never existed, that never was, and from there you're recreating, and that's a complete clean place. And when does the ultimate kapara come? When does that place open up? All, all, all Elo and all ten days of tshuva, we're, 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 we're peeling, we're peeling down to that very deep place. We finally reach that place by the last prayer of Yom Kippur, by Ne'ilah. The prayer that comes right by the time when the sun is setting. Bay's tough decreases. I'm not sure what the, what the Rosh Hashanah stands for. Mi al yodoi. If someone had a Suffolk Avera on Yom Kippur, the question over there is a, is a doubt if he did an Avera. And the Allah is you have to bring an Asham Tolo, you have to bring a special carbon Asham, which you bring. But if it happened on Yom Kippur, even if it happened right before it got dark, putter your putter. Because it's that time when it's going from light to darkness, those very last moments of Yom Kippur. Shekola Yom Mechaper, the entire day, you don't need a whole Yom Kippur, the entire day is a kapara, and Be'ikr Shem Eschapaloi Be'seifa Yom, at the end of the day. Shehua Ikr, because that's the Ikr. Shehazuzman Ne'ilo, that's the time of Nila. Iloi HaMalchus Be'keser. That's when Malchus arises into the deepest place. Malchus is the Shekhinah, Knesset Yisrael, all the Jewish souls, we rise higher and higher and higher into the deepest, deepest, deepest recesses of God's heart, into Keser. An elevation that's not possible any higher. It's prior to any projections or any manifestations of Yud Kei For us, Titaru, and over there you become pure. From there comes purification. And a cleansing. And all sins are forgiven. And the Abishta doesn't have any grudges. And he's not upset. He's forgiven everything. And he's happy. And he loves you. And he can't wait to get into your sukkah. In order to convert darkness to light, it needs to come from a higher place. From Bina comes Eskafia. To switch darkness to light, you have to come from a higher place. But he says that's regular Shabbos. Yom Kippur is called Shabbos Shabbosin. 
He says, the regular Shabbos converts the darkness of Noga to Kedusha. All the, all the Nitzutz of Kedusha that were part of Noga, to convert them to Kedusha, doesn't happen during the week, it only happens on Shabbos. But not sins, only permissible things of the week. Sins, they come from Sholosh Klippas at Meis. That each Shabbos can't rectify it. You need Shabbos, Shabbosim, which is we're going deeper and deeper, higher than Moich and Da'aba. We're going into the innermost of Keser, and Dafka from there can come that, that Tikkun. Ba'ayim HaShikazim Parshas Matos, Be'im Yivisham Aviyas Nidra. Ach'kolze was Ha'pcha Chashoycha. That's why Dafka, her father, can, can annul, because only from father, the level of father, can annul the, the, the vows. Ach'kolze was Ha'pcha Chashoycha De Klippas Noiga. All this is in his hapcha of the darkness of Klipas Noiga. Where the animal soul of a person that's a mixture of good and bad. But when you have tshuva, which is done, which is the, the aseris you made tshuva, and be'ikr yom kippur, sins, and not just sins, intentional sins that are from a place much, much, much darker than Noga, that they too should become merits. The Abish that converts the curse itself, it converts the sins themselves. So not only does Hashem not listen to the accusing angel, that he doesn't accept it, he takes the very, very, very bags of sins that the accusing angel is and turns it into merits. When Yaakov was wrestling with the Malach, it says they were, Vayavik means they were entangled, but Chazal also says, Vayavik also means they were kicking up dust. And it says that that dust reached the Kisei HaKavit. So what does that mean? Yaakov and Esau struggling, represents the Jew struggling his entire life with the Yetzirah. Through Tshuva, even the dust which doesn't have any chayos. It's the lowest. The Gemara says that you can't even use that... Um, no, you could use dust. Even dust can be used for kisoy hadam. Because it's not real afar. It's not real dirt. Earth Earth has a power. It's just dust. But still, it has a tiny little bit of chayos in it. But very, very minute. al Kopanim, it's the bottom, bottom, bottom in it. And to be able to lift the dust itself to the Kisei HaKavit is the idea of Zedoinus, the sins themselves. Shehelu avak at Kisei HaKavit. Shegam is avak. The shtar menura. It's the last level that's left over from a fire, the burnt ashes. It's nothing. Shehua madrega tachtoina sheba klipas. It's the lowest, lowest levels of klipas. Neskala lamaylo be Kisei HaKavit. Jews that do tshuva elevate the darkest, darkest things are the leftover klipa sheba klipa and even these there is a spark there there is a nitutz cotton sheba cotton and that can be elevated only through tshuva this is tshuva that's why the sages say it reaches to the kisei yakovet malchus tatsilas what does it mean it takes the sparks and it includes them in, in, in holiness in malchus tatsilas which is called kisei yakovet and that's what it means. Hashem converts the klipa libracha to be included in the shechina. These nitzots become part of bracha. Malchus is called bracha. Hashem is klipa libracha. 
klipa becomes kedusha, becomes godliness. The, 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 the darkest sins that a person did becomes a holy thing, becomes a godly entity. Obviously, the spark in it. That even the Malach of Esau, meaning even the effects that the Yitzhahara did, also gets elevated. I think that's what he means. Even to Shabbos, it's a Shabbos. What does Shabbos mean? The question is, Shabbos is called Shabbos because Shabbos means the energies of creation that are projected outward return back. Like a person during the week, when a person works, you invest your energies outward. And when you rest, you allow all your kochos to retract back into yourself. So that's Shabbos. Shabbos, the Abish, during the week, God projects his energy outward. Shabbos, he allows himself, his energies to return back into himself. In other words, from a more manifest state to a more personal state. But on Yom Kippur, the Abish, the returns more to a more core self. It's necessary so that we can refresh everything from a very, very deep core. We can operate, but obviously, the only way we can attach ourselves to that place is if we're operating from a very core place within ourselves. We're deep. And in order to be deep, we have to work all the month of Elul. The point of it is you have to really work with your heart. The problem is most of us don't even realize we have a Jewish heart. Because it's so we, we know we have a heart that, lo, that, lo, that desires all the, all the other stuff. So if during the month of Elul we refrain a little bit from, the, from allowing our heart, our non-kosher art, to be so active, so we remove some of those layers. So suddenly when Rosh Hashanah comes, we feel our Jewish heart. And when we feel our Jewish heart, our Jewish heart, Be'etzem, desires, and Adarab, we can suddenly experience all the pain that we've been carrying. Because deep inside, our soul is aching for all, the, for all our Meshigas. It's just that we never get into contact with it. So if, 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 you, if you do that, then El, to create a little space, just remove the junk. That's all you need. Just remove the junk. Remove the junk, you clean, so that you feel your Jewish heart. And then you allow your Jewish heart to do the rest. Your Jewish heart is, already, is, already, is able to cry and say, Abish, I want to come back home to you. Oh, that's what, that's what stimulates all this. And that, so, but here, Six days of creation, the Abish is contracting himself into the name of Elohim. And Shabbos is returning to Havaya. Shabbos is Gala Shem Havaya, Moichen Da'aba. Achach Matichya. Shubchenes Yud Shem Havaya. It's the Yud. Omezenim Shachshayachalis is Hapcha Chashuchel and Hura. You can take all the sparks of holiness and elevate them. But that's all the permissible things during the week become holy on Shabbos. Ach Moichen Da'aba, Ubchenas Hatzilos. Moichen Da'aba is still Hatzilos. Imkenu Shem Havaya Shabbenetzalim. Even though it's Shem Havaya, it's the Shem Havaya of the emanations. You're converting the darkness of no God to light. In order to convert the, the, the curse that's much lower than Klippas Noiga, which is deep, 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 dark Klippas, Labracha to blessing, one has to reach higher than the Havaya of Atsilus. We have to reach into the Shema Vaya of the essence of the Ebishter himself, Kanal. 
And that's Yom Kippur, that's called Shabbos, Shabbos, returning to the very, very core, core beginning. Which we learned one day a long time ago, all these memorim. I bless you all. We should be able to have the deepest Aseris Yemei the deepest Elul, and a revelation from the other end as well. We should already have the Koyen Gadol do the Avoid in the Beis Hamikdash and the Kodesh Kedoshim, so we can see Lifnei Havaya Tetarim. L'chaim. And I don't know.